leading us and allowing us to grow um, as a body of believers um, and helping us to learn more about him and learn more about his word. And I also want to thank my husband, Pastor Rasan, for teaching the word of God without compromise. Um, we've been growing, we've been learning the word of God, um, and he's just been playing, you know, just laying it straight out from what the word says. And that's how we're supposed to do it, not trying to um, sugarcoat the word, um, do special things with the word so that you can gain people. That that's that's not that's not what we're doing. <laughs> so over a year ago, I spoke about the origin of Halloween, and it's been a year. Um, and to be honest with you, um, I was really afraid that day. I I, I was really nervous. And the reason why I was nervous is because um, overall the culture of today has no problems with Halloween. So they don't have a problem with it. And matter of fact, it's pretty popular. So to come up and say that it's opposite of what the word, the word says one thing and the world is doing another, that's kind of hard to do sometimes. And a culture that's going one way and then the Bible is teaching you something else, you can make a decision to omit or not pay any attention to the word of God and just follow the culture, but that's what we should, we should do that. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. We should be doers of the word. We should read the word, learn from the word, and stand on that. So we have something called uh, cancel um, culture. And that's cancel culture is that um, it's basically is a practice or a tendency of engaging in mass canceling. So it's a way of expressing uh, disapproval or exerting social pressure. So if someone's going one way and they don't like it, they, hey, they cancel you. They get rid of you. you. You know, they just, that's it. So basically, it's the 21st century mob mentality. That's what it is. It's a mob mentality. Um, and mob mentality has been going on for many years. This is nothing new. It's, it's not... You have an opinion, I have an opinion. No, you got to do what I do. And if you don't do what I do, I cancel you. And I thank God God's not like that. He gives us choice. And even as Pastor Rasan said it, I think last week, when the Antichrist comes, you're not going to have a choice. So we're already gearing into that position and not even realizing because the spirit of Antichrist is already that's that spirit. That you do what I say do, and if you don't, you cancel. Mm -hmm. Let's look at Acts 7. Let's turn to the book of Acts. And we're going to go um, New Testament, Old Testament. We believe it all to be the Word of God. We're not a body of believers that just say we're going to just stay in the um, New Testament. No. <laughs> The word of God is where we go. Amen. 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 And the whole word. So um, Acts chapter 7, we're going to start at verse 51. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Now, this is Stephen speaking. He's, he's basically... Um, proclaimed and spoke for a period of time and now he gets to verse 51 he says you stiff neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did so do you 
Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you are now, of whom you now have become the betrayers or murderers, who have received the law by the direction of the angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed in heaven, into heaven, and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. One accord, there's your mob. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. But we shouldn't worry about man. Even though we see Stephen was stoned, he fell asleep. As the scripture said, there was a mob that came after him. He spoke the truth. And even though he was speaking the truth, the mob became upset. They wanted to get rid of him because he was saying something opposite of what they were believing. Mm -hmm. So once again, as I said, this is nothing different or new this whole follow me, do what I say. But we have to move forward and continue to speak and proclaim the word of God. As you say, it was, he was full of the Holy Spirit and he was able to continue. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to continue to minister and speak boldly and proclaim the word of God no matter what the culture is doing. So we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to proclaim the things of God and not allow fear to overtake us. Stephen did not stop, but he continued to preach the word of God. Let's turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. So Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. I'm going to here pages and I'm going to wait. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. We're going to go 24 to 28. Okay, Matthew 10 and 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of the household? Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and the body in hell. 
I was laughing early because Phil was already there without a spirit. <laughs> he didn't know <laughs> that I was going to talk about this. <laughs> but I said, whoa, look at God. So the ultimate person that can counsel and cancel us and remove us is who? God. That is the one that we should be concerned about. If I was to title this, it's the ultimate counselor. And that's God. The world may be able to, to, come, to stop us and, and, and prevent us from doing things on this earth and even counsel us out of things here. But as the scripture says, fear the, fear the one who has a, the control of both the body and the soul. And that's who we should be looking at is God. God allows us to make choices, as I mentioned. And we have to make the right choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen. <laughs> He's saying choose. Make a choice. I put before you life and death. You make that choice. How, how, how loving God is. Even for someone to say God is love, you're right. God is love. Because he's allowing choices. You make the decision to do what you want to do. And he's not going to force his way on anyone. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 18. to follow the abominations of those nations. So basically, that's the culture of those nations. You don't follow what they do. Amen. There should not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughters pass through the fire. So that was sacrificing of your children for a false god. And that was a culture, or that was a custom that was taking place. Even though it may be something that they consider to be okay, but when God says it's wrong, that's it. There's no more discussion. We don't do it. That's right. Amen. That's it. Our one who practices witchcraft. So we're not to get involved in witchcraft. So why would a church have a picture of a child, even though a child is pretending to be a witch. We need to learn to hate the things that God hates. Amen. If he doesn't tolerate, tolerate witchcraft, why would we think it's funny and cute? We need to get on the same page as God. Not the page of the world, but what God says. Our soothsayer, our one who interprets omens, our, our sorcerer, our one who conjures spells, our medium. Our spiritists. So the psychic line. We're not supposed to be doing those things. Our one who calls up the dead. A seance. So if God says don't practice these things. Don't do these things. Why are we doing them? Amen. And then calling ourselves Christians. Mm. When it's right there clear as day. He's saying don't do it. 
if I take this hot curler and I plug it up and I read the instructions and it's turned on and it says, don't grab it, but I feel like grabbing it. <laughs> I want to grab it. I, 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 just, I just feel like if I grabbed it, it wouldn't hurt me. But the instructions said, don't grab it, but I want to. Are you going to deny me my feelings? But I feel, I feel. Y'all hear this feel thing with everybody? <laughs> what they feel, they feel. You know, your feelings going to get you in hell. <laughs> your feelings. You know, because the instruction manual would say, don't grab it. It doesn't matter what you feel like doing. If this is plugged up and this is turned on, you grab this, you're going to burn your hand. Period. Blank. It doesn't matter about what I feel. You know, you can pack a church if you don't talk about sin. You can pack it. If you, you can pack a church wide open, but you also going to pack hell. And their blood is going to be on those pastors' hands. That's right. Because our job is to proclaim the word of God, teach this. Not my opinion, not what I think about it. It's what God says. Amen. Was I caught up in fornication? I was. But would I come up here and say, well, well it's okay? No. Because we got to teach the word of God. Unadulterated. Teach the word. It's in the word. If God says don't do it, don't do it. Well, we're not under the law. You know, that's the Old Testament. There's a reason. For God telling us to do everything he tells us to do. That's right. And he's not schizophrenic. He's not going to say one thing one time. And then the next something different. He's the God that doesn't change. Praise God. So if he says don't do something. Don't do it. If you're struggling with it. And you can't stop. He's still going to love you and help you with that. Then you go to him and you ask him for help, for deliverance. That's the whole purpose. But if you ultimately want to do what you want to do and what you feel like doing, then you go ahead. You have that right. And as I said earlier, God is not going to force us to do anything. Let's turn to Leviticus. something that's opposite of what God is saying don't do. 
and the world has a tendency to want to kind of watch that, kind of write that little, uh, I'd say, tight wire. They want to be, you know, right on the end of it and say, well, you know, well, we can play around with it. We're going to make up this fictitious person and they, they do blood. Or we got this new ice cream that has blood in it. And that's something that's out there. But if the scripture says, do not eat anything with the blood, it's, it's just that simple. You shall not practice divination or soothsaying. You shall not shave around the sides of the head. You shall, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. So actually, uh, tonsure is this practice. And it's actually a practice like where um, shaving or cutting around the hair uh, and the scalp is a sign of a religious devotion. So sometimes it's like if you're going through um, mourning, uh, you would shave parts of your head. Now he says here, do not do it. But the Roman Catholic and the Eastern um, religions, as a rite of passage to the clergy area and be involved in it, they would say shave your heads. So this is something that's practiced. But I, I'm confused as in why you would practice something that God said don't do. And then as a tradition, people would just follow it because we don't take the time to read our Bibles to see what God is saying don't do. Now, are you going to hell if you've done it? No. But it's just so much better. Just take the time, read your word, and understand the things are there for us, for us, to help us. He doesn't care, but he said, hey, today, don't do that. <laughs> you know what it opens us up to? I don't know, but I will trust God. And you shall not make cuttings in your flesh for the dead. You shouldn't be cutting. Um, parasuicidal behavior, cutting on yourself. You should not be doing that, nor tattoo any marks on you. The culture is okay with tattooing. It used to be an issue with tattooing, but now it has drifted. That tattoo is okay. That's the culture. Where we stand is with the word of God. He says, no tattoos. Let me read it again. And it's right there clear as day. So we shouldn't be, nor tattoo any marks on you. It's right there. I am the Lord. So he's telling us not to do these things. Now, I don't know what that does when you disobey God. I would not, I don't want to be that child. So you can have five kids and you can have four of them that are listening and one that doesn't listen. So you got to discipline that one. I, I'm the kid that likes to do what he asks me to do. <laughs> I'm just that, it's just that simple to me. It's there, okay, got it. Okay, well, and some would like to push the envelope. Well, wait a minute, God. Well, what would happen if I did do it? You know what I mean? No, no, no. You've got to realize this is God in creation, God Almighty. So we have to understand that when God tells us to do something, we should honor him. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so let me continue with this. Um, do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a harlot, lest the land fall in idolatry and the land become full of wickedness. So, you know, things that we should just Remember the Lord and, and do what he asks us to do. You shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. 
Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. So when you, like I said, when you see uh, there's a show that comes on, the medium, you know, once God has said something that we're supposed to stay away from it, I wouldn't entertain it at all. Not at all. Um, and you may do stuff out of ignorance. And that's why the church is there. The church is supposed to be teaching. Amen. Amen. Not assimilating to the culture. Not joining with the culture. Not becoming a part of the culture and, and compromising and doing the same thing that the culture is doing. Right. No, you're the called out ones. So we're supposed to give you the word of God and explain to you, this is what the word of God says. Now you do with it what you will. But this is what the scripture says. Amen. 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 So we have to follow after Christ. We have to follow after his word. Another thing that I notice a lot is this fascination that people have with death. To the point that I've seen people with tattoos of, of skulls on them and the earrings and everything about death and just this fascination. Turn to 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians 15. Death is considered an enemy of God. 
So we should not be making a friend out of it. That's right. We ought to be different from the world. We ought to be different from the culture. It's, it's, a, it's a problem. It's almost a, like a disease when the church becomes just like the world. We're supposed to be the salt. We're supposed to be the light. And we are supposed to lead people to Christ, not just assimilate Amen. and be just like the world. Turn to 1 Peter. First Peter um, chapter 2, verse 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we're supposed to be called the called out ones, the set aside ones, and we are supposed to um, point people to Christ. We are different and we're supposed to be. But in that process of being different, what happens? We may be what? Rejected. So the rejection, I want to say might, but the rejection will. The rejection will come. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus said that we are his followers, and he's a master, and if they're rejecting him, they're going to reject us. That's right. They're going to reject us. So First Peter, and we're already in, in Peter, so we go first to um, um, chapter 2. We start at verse 4. Um, first Peter, so we're already there. And 2 and 4 says, Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by man, but chosen by God and precious. So he was rejected by man, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices accessible to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion the chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a stone of offense. They stumbled, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. So, Jesus was rejected, and like I said, we too will be rejected. Unless you become a friend of the world, then you're not a friend of God. Isaiah 53 want to kind of kind of blow that image that we have of Jesus out the water um, that you have of Jesus um, even the, his appearance that he would be something that you'd be like looking at his appearance as something like oh wow look at him oh wow that's not how he came that's not how he was packaged Isaiah 53 tells us for he grew up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of 
dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, no form of comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. No beauty that we should desire him. So I don't know what he looked like, but no beauty that we should desire him. I don't know what that looked like, but I honestly don't think it's a picture that they've been showing us. No, 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 that's not Jesus. It's not, it's, it, it's all plain day. He left the manual, guys. He left the book. That's right. So you can't say, I, I didn't know. I left you a book. <laughs> Did you read? <laughs> I gave you instructions. You, did you pick it up? No, I was, well, the pastor didn't preach it to me, and I, I just, you know, okay, all right. And God's going to judge you based on where you are. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. And we did not esteem him. Now, now quickly, we move down to surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We quote that regularly. But you don't talk about the part above that where it says... There was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected. The rejection that he took, that he experienced. And as I mentioned earlier, we as his disciple will be no different than him. If he was rejected, we too will be rejected. Amen. It's a hard message and I'm sorry, but it's in the scripture. Mm -hmm. But he will take care of us. Let's turn to Mark, um, chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, verse 9 says, He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. Now see, to me, it's just clear as day. You reject the commandments of God that you may keep your tradition. Tradition of Halloween. It's read there in the scripture what he tells us to do. But we will reject God's commandments so we can keep our traditions. That's something that's passed down so we just want to continue that. Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And who will curse his father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me as Colvin, that is a gift of God. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So we pass down traditions, we do things, and we reject the commandments of God. Should not be. The scripture says, and you know, I'm just going to read this one. 
uh, Matthew 7 and 14, enter the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So it's very narrow. It's very narrow. So it's narrow in doing the things of God and the people that are following the precepts and the, and the commandments of God. Even with my daughters, when we tell them, no, we don't participate in that, we're not going to participate. Well, everybody does. Ma, everybody does. Yeah, that's that wide gate there. That's right. <laughs> it's narrow when you're doing the things for God. Because narrow is the gate and it's difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Amen. But you can find it if you desire to find it. If you search the scriptures, if you spend time with God, if you pray, it can be done. Amen. Amen. Matthew 7 21. Matthew 7 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And I would declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I, I don't want to be counseled by God. <laughs> Cancel culture? Okay. But God? No. 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 Don't want to be counseled by God. We are on this earth for a short period of time. Eternity is for a long period of time. It's forever. So I would much prefer to follow God than to follow man. Amen. 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 The spirit of rejection, we have to, to contend with it. You know, you have to contend with the fact that you might not be accepted to the party. You might not be invited. You might be rejected by family and friends because of what you believe and what you stand for. You might be. But you got to choose God. You got to choose God. Once you learn the word and understand what the scriptures are saying, you stand for God and nothing less. Amen. Amen. Mark 8, 31 Jesus. Mark 8 and 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. Jesus was rejected and we will be rejected. But he will be with us. He won't leave us. The God of this world is behind all of that 
But we have to put our trust in God because God is greater. Amen. 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 Turn to Luke 17, 25. Luke 17 and 25 says, But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. So a generation of people rejecting him. So sometimes you're like, if I could just get one person on my side, because <laughs> somebody be my friend. <laughs> He's talking about you got a generation rejecting you? Oh my gosh. You know, the Jesus that they're talking about, everybody following, hey, hey, Jesus, Jesus. You know, Jesus walked up to a lady and said to her, he said, you know, go get your husband. I don't have a husband. You're well said. <laughs> he confronted sin. He confronted it. Amen. That would not be a popular thing nowadays in this world. You know, he confronted it. He confronted it with love, though. I mean, he loved people, but he loved them and he told them when they were doing wrong. He'll let you know, go and sin no more. So when they wanted to bring the lady who was caught in adultery and they wanted to stone her, you know, he still confronted that sin. He confronted that sin. He talked to her. He said, look, you know, hey, you know, you got to cut this out. <laughs> Basically, you know, go and sin no more. So he's like, you know, I'm not condemning you in that way, but I need you to understand what the scripture says. It's not that he's given us a license to continue in sin. That's right. God forbid. And I, if that's being taught and preached, then it's not of God. It's not, it's not what the scripture says. I don't want to be rejected by God. I want you to turn to John 14. John actually 19. John 19. John 19, um, and verse 14 says, Now it was a preparation of the day of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he saw the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. Then they took Jesus and led him away. So they rejected him. I mean, rejected him to the point of death. And as I mentioned, a whole generation of people, you, you have done nothing but lay hands on people, pray over them. Um, so when people come and say, God, you know, how can somebody do me like this? When I'm just so nice, I'm so good. You ain't nothing compared to Jesus. <laughs> nothing compared to Jesus. And they still crucified him. They still rejected him. 
So when you feel that rejection, know that your father's been there. Amen. He has been there. But what you don't want, as I mentioned earlier, is to be rejected by God. And I'm going to get ready to close on this. Turn to uh, Numbers chapter 14. Praise God. God is good. His word is good. His word is true. It will deliver us, set us free. And we must read his word, study his word. Many have been killed, persecuted, so this word could be here for us. But what do we do? We leave these Bibles sitting on the shelf. We don't even open them. But it's there for us. Numbers 14. Um, and we're going to start at um, 34. According to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, 40 days, for each day you shall bear your guilt one year, namely 40 years, and you shall know my rejection. I, the Lord, have spoken this. I will surely do so to all this evil congregation who are gathered together against me. In the wilderness they shall be consumed and they shall die. You don't want to be rejected by God. You don't want to be canceled by God. Amen? Amen. One more scripture. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 10 and 32. Therefore, whoever confesses, confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. There's a wave that's going with a culture, and we have to make a decision on which side we stand on. Amen. While we follow that wave, which is quite easy, it's easier to follow, follow the, the group, the crowd. But we're supposed to be called what? The called out ones. Right. We're supposed to be the peculiar, the different ones. And the disease, the sickness, occurs in the church when the church becomes like the world. And they follow the world. It's not supposed to be that way. Not supposed to be that way. We can't walk in fear of being rejected by man, but we, we must speak the truth in love. And we should fear God over man. Every time. I have one more scripture. <laughs> and then this is it. I'm going to stop. Amen.
chapter 9, verse 21. And he strictly warned and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and he himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his fathers and his holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 So amen. amen. Thank you for the opportunity to share the word of God, which I do love. And I thank God that he gives us an opportunity to be with him, to partake of, of him. And we don't have to follow the culture. We don't have to go the wide gate, but we can do it go through the narrow gate, and we can be called the chosen ones, Amen. the called out ones. Amen? Amen. Good word. Yes, good word. Thank you. She breathes a good sigh of relief. <laughs> Amen. Good word. Um, I just wrote out some notes here real quick that, uh, you know, we need to go back and study these scriptures, read them over again throughout the week. You know, and I, I went to, to count. She, got, she gave, if I got my count correct, about 19 different scriptures. Amen. Yeah, so go back and read them because that's what's going to keep us the word, you know. And the Holy Spirit is going to bring us and keep us in remembrance of the word. So it's not about, you know, what we desire, as Marshall said, because we, we're in our feelings quite a bit. Lately, as I'm saying, we as in the church in general, right? I know not us, right? <laughs> but you know, it does us no good. And I was thinking about this earlier today that um, if the world is pointing fingers, no, you're going to do this, or you can't do this, you know, you can't speak about Jesus in school. What good is it if we point our fingers back at them? That gets us nowhere. No, we need to go and pray. That, that, that's what causes God to come in. But if we point the finger back and we start to argue, then guess what? God's sitting back, shaking his head. Like, when are they going to get it? When are they going to get it? You know? And, it, you know, it's easy for our flesh to rile up like that at times. You know, but we, we have to take a step back and, sound, you know, and not get emotional with things. But, you know, uh, other than this could be a lonely walk. When we're living for God and we're doing things correctly, it can be a lonely walk. We're not going to have a lot of friends, you know. But this is why he says, don't forsake the assembly. Exactly. Right, you know, because we come to encourage one another. This is why I say this all the time. We come to encourage one another. It's not of God's will for us to just sit at home and not come to church, especially if you call yourself a believer. Or sit at home and just watch it on Facebook or YouTube. That's not God's will. You know, but we have to come together and, and encourage one another. You know, and if 
Marsha said, we live for Christ, we're going to be rejected. You know, friends, family, co-workers, from other Christians. Oh, it doesn't take all that. You know, they, they're going to say it, but that's okay. We, we're going to keep doing what we know what we're supposed to do. That's why we have to stay in the Word. Amen. Amen. And, you know, and the other thing is this, you know, people sin, but don't realize that God has the power to deliver us from sin. Amen. Right. It doesn't matter what sin it is, yes. God That's has right. the power to That's deliver right. us from sin. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's not just sitting here, just yes. calling people. And we've gotten away from the power of God in the church today. And, um, you know, he doesn't want us like that. But, yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know, say that. Good word, encouraging. Yes. You know, it, it's a hard word, you know, when you speak the truth, you know, it, a lot of people don't want to appeal to it because a lot of people want to appeal to the flesh, you know, but that's what they do. That's what they do. That's okay. You know, um, we got to keep walking the walk and being where we're supposed to be, you know, and again, today, somebody was walking around discouraged and they approached us. We didn't have to say nothing to them. They, you know, people, especially believers, they will see the light. We don't, and it's like I said, we don't always have to go to people. They'll find us. And, and that's what this young lady did today. Yeah. You know, and she was encouraged because she said she was getting discouraged. And she was a believer. Mm -hmm. You know, but we have to keep walking the walk. And because if, if we're always going out and trying to seek people out, that's the flesh. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that, that's the flesh. You know, um, we got to be led by God. And, Jesus. you know, we can't, yeah, we just got to be led by God. I don't want to get into a, another message. So <laughs> I'm going to keep quiet. Hey, man, so I'll close this out.